Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Spooky Town Podcast. We're back. We're back, baby. Woo! Woo! Um, we took a, a little bit of, of a break. Um, Just a for, tiny two-month break. For a couple months. <laughs> it's all good. Um, we, you know, but we needed it. We had a lot of stuff going on this summer, but we're super happy to be back. Um Today we're talking about short horror films again. This is what we talked about in the first episode. Sure. I can't remember. I can't remember. We talked we we had a whole list of <laughs> short horror films at one point that we ran through and we've got four today that we're going to be um kind of digging into and talking about. We love short horror films. They're just the best. They're the greatest. Agreed. And all of, yeah. But uh, Steph, what's up, man? No one's uh, no one's heard from us for a couple. <laughs> months. I I posted a whole bunch on Instagram last night, so um, people yeah. are stoked that we're. I of- tried to to hold us accountable and stick to no, we're going to record this weekend by tweeting that we are going to record this weekend. So uh-huh. that's that's why I had to stick to it. I don't want the people to brand me a liar. But uh, other than that. As you know, I've moved, so that was a lot going on. Mm-hmm. Uh, that was that was pretty bad, but you know, it's <laughs> it's it's okay now. You can <laughs> give the, you, you can give the people if you're not too scarred. Give the people a, a flavor of the the madness that the, was moving. The main flavor was we. For one thing, we thought we were pretty prepared and. There's always so much left over, even after you've boxed seemingly everything up. But then the day of, we found out. Um, we also hired movers, and I was like, "This is so smart! Oh my, I'm so smart! I'm gonna get them." So on and it, especially since the apartment that we rented, it's uh, as per usual in Pittsburgh. It's sort of it's in a house converted into apartments, and we have the entire third floor, which is the top floor. And to get up here, there's a staircase on the side of the building. And then there's like three more sets of stairs going up. The top step of the outside staircase was uh, structurally unsound, apparently, (laughs) which one of the movers pointed out to us after they had moved up a few things. And they're like, you know, we can't, we can't go up that. We're like, okay, great. (laughs) That's cool. Yeah. But then we also had to get the U-Haul truck back at 7.30 a.m. the next morning and then also be out of the old apartment by 11 a.m. or something the next morning. Uh, So we stayed up for like 36 hours uh, moving things up and sleeping at the old place on the floor. (laughs) Just generally dying. (laughs) So it was pretty bad. Moving but, is almost yeah. always like a traumatic experience for some reason. It's just like, yeah, pushes you to your absolute physical and mental limit. Like everything is very expensive. So you're exhausted, like emotionally from <laughs> the deposits, the the moving fees, the, all the stuff. And then on top of that, <clears throat> like I don't pick up 500 pound couches in my day to day. So when it comes to Ugh. that. Don't even get me. I mean, you already know the thing about the couch, but Lord. Yeah. God help us. Yeah. Um, that was, yeah. 
Steph went through a pretty traumatic time a couple weeks ago <laughs> with moving, but now she's in an awesome new apartment and um, we are actually going to get to see each other in a few weeks. So that'll yeah. be exciting. Um, Ashley's I, driving across the country. I, <laughs> I am. Um, we are, I'm taking a couple of weeks off of work and we're driving across the country to go see Stephanie. Um, we're just going from uh, Washington, obviously, all the way to um, Pennsylvania. So it's like, what? What is that? It's almost 3,000 miles. Um, but we're taking like a week to drive out there. So it'll be super cool. Um, <laughs> the whole West part of the United States is like ablaze right now. So I'm hoping that calms down a little bit before we... <laughs> drive yeah. through fire to get to stephanie but you know <laughs> drive through fire <laughs> it'll be worth it in the end and then you'll come to the <laughs> tropical hellhole that is the east coast so <laughs> it's gonna be great yeah but uh yeah it's it'll be good this is like the first trip that we've done in a very long time and we're trying to be as pandemic safe as, as humanly possible. Um, just yep. bringing a cooler, just going to hotels, doing all that good stuff. So, anyways, yeah, it's been it's been pretty uh, it's been action packed, but we're super happy to be back. We've got some fun shit going on today in the pod. So, um, as usual, let's start off with just talking about some movies that we've been watching over the course of... I, I wrote down what I could remember. So, Steph, I'll let you kind of kick it off with movies that you've been watching. So, I only wrote down a few because I think this is legitimately all of the movies that I watched over the course of two months. Because, as I am reiterating constantly... All we watched was The Walking Dead, and then we recently started rewatching Breaking Bad. So that's, mm, that's yeah. all we've been doing. Yeah. So so far, the only movies that I could find in like all of our watch history was Oculus, The Taking of Deborah Logan, Host, The Twenty Twenty Grudge, and then Hell House LLC, The Abaddon Hotel, which is the second movie, and that was it. The rest has been dying over the breaking bad because it's getting the breaking bad <laughs> i wasn't gonna say anything <laughs> it's like the google like that's what the walking bad uh <laughs> no the walking dead because things have gotten so much worse oh my god like, that would be a great crossover but that'd be a great that like, would be a good crossover crossover at the walking bad it would just be like they just have like meth and also zombies. Yeah. Which is kind of fitting, I guess. <laughs> I mean, I guess you could blow through the zombies a lot more efficiently. Oh, maybe. yeah. I was thinking the zombies would be like the. Oh, the zombies are on meth. The dealers or something. Yeah. Yeah. The zombies are the dealers. Well, or they're on meth. Either one. Whatever. We're getting off track. So you're you're watching. So Walter the, the White Dad. would be yeah. like, Jesse, you got to assemble a team of walkers <laughs> to distribute our product. And they're they, right. Yeah. OK. Listen, I'm not the yeah. idea. I'm not the idea person. OK, so <laughs> I leave that to the professionals. <laughs> well, I think we should pitch this idea to uh, AMC. Okay. Personally. Great. 
they are both AMC, I think. So it could I'm potentially you, work. It's there. The potential is there. Just got to strike. All right, go ahead. All right. Sorry. No, that was it. <laughs> That's all we've been doing. <laughs> oh, tight. Okay, so I um, I wrote down some that I've watched recently. I haven't watched a ton either over the last like couple months. Um, I've been wanting a wadding. I've been watching a lot of trash. Um, <laughs> so this is less trash. This is like the better stuff that I've been watching. So I watched Without Name the other night, which is like an Irish. I thought you said that was trash. Well, okay. By I'm I've been watching trash. I mean, I've been like watching trash TV, like reality TV shows. These movies, reality TV shows. Yes. Like what? Stephanie, do you know me? Blind date. (laughs) No, but that's an excellent. Do you remember that? (laughs) Yes. Are you kidding? Oh my god. That those shows remind me of 110 plus degree weather in Sacramento, blinds closed, you and me sitting in the house with no AC when we were off in the summer and we didn't mm-hmm. have shit to do. So we were just watching awful reality TV shows just on absolute MTV bullshit. And, yeah. yeah. And like VH1 and stuff. Yes. I do you remember that show. <laughs> yes. I remember the little like thought bubbles that would appear over while they were like in the car or something. Uh And it was like, what a loser. Yes. Oh my God. Dropping a bomb in three, two, one. Remember? And then they'd say something. (laughs) Like, I like cats. Yeah. (laughs) Great. I I lick my cat. And like, yeah, something. Oh, I lick my cat. Yeah. It was something. It was always. Yeah. That show was pretty nuts there was that and then there was um next do you remember next no (laughs) it was the same thing where it was like oh (laughs) uh they'd go out for a minute and then the person would be like next and then the person (laughs) would go away and then the next person would come out of the van and like you'd continue the The van (laughs) yeah (laughs) (laughs) the 90s were wild man um okay so I watched uh, Without Name, which was an Irish horror movie that uh, was very, very pretty. But um, I don't know. The story just kind of fell apart. Uh, we also watched the um, the first two uh, installments of the Fear Street trilogy, 1994 and 1978. Uh, we have yet to watch the last one. I think I'm going to save it and maybe Stephanie and I can watch all three of them when we're hanging out. Um, I like it. I like it so far. I think it's I think it's good. I, I liked the first one more than I liked the second one. But um, I'm curious to see what they do with the, the last one. So to be continued. Um, I also started watching Lovecraft Country, but I'm having to take that one kind of slow. Um, it's pretty intense. It's intense. Yeah. yeah like yeah. stomach in knots, like intense. Yeah. So it's good, though. It is yeah. really good. But I have to take it like kind of yeah slowly when i've got the the energy you know mm-hmm. um we actually watched night of the demons last night <clears throat> that you wrote the 2009 one yeah so is it any good okay hear me out yes yeah okay so okay. no the, good enough i'll watch the- it <laughs> <laughs> and and by is it good it's like if you've seen the first one like just kind of expect that level of silliness, but 
in like 2009. So, um, well, okay. Now you're not selling me on it. <laughs> well, okay. It's very 2000s. It's, it's a very two, it's very 2000s, but it's, it was actually very entertaining, much like the first one. And I know you liked the first one. You liked the one that came out. You, in the you know, I liked the first one. Yeah, I remember that was the one that I had recommended to you. And you were like, what is this trash garbage in like the first 20 minutes? And then in the first 20 minutes, you were watching the first like you started watching it and you were like live messaging me and you were like, this is awful. I'm not going to be able to even finish this. And then after like the 20 minute mark, you were like, okay, actually, this is kind of good. And I'm like, yeah, you just have to get past like the first little bit. All right. All right. I hate to break it to you, but I was either lying or you're not remembering. (laughs) I liked about a a grand cumulative total of maybe 20 minutes of it. (laughs) Oh, my. Okay. That's not what I remember at all. Um, I I, I liked that one guy. I forget who he was or his name, but he like lived till the end, I think. Yeah. I liked him. I remember. But I think I blocked out a lot of it. It was, it was interesting, for sure. Yeah, the acting was not interesting. <laughs> no, the acting is terrible. Like, it's an objectively like silly and very like I don't know what word to use. Oh wait, wasn't Campy? there like a dragon at the end? A dragon. No, there was something insane at the end that was like oh sure maybe i don't know i don't remember remember there being something completely bonkers at the end and i was like fine sure (laughs) Hmm. i yeah i don't remember that i just um i like really over the top 80s horror movies so it was like right up my alley um and the 2009 one is like not as good in my opinion but still very entertaining and shannon elizabeth is in it um oh well randomly okay. now you're really not selling me <laughs> oh you don't like shannon elizabeth is she we not talked good? about that the last episode oh, sure. okay she's well, fine all right so i watched that actually last night um i also watched nightbreed which has been on like my list for a while it's a clive barker movie from 1990 um did not like it. Did not like it one bit. <laughs> yeah. That's a favorite too, like among the in the horror community, and I just did not like it. Um No. What's his face is in that? And he's a terrible actor. Um Ooh. David Cronenberg. My- he's an actor in this movie. He plays like the, the, the director? Yeah. The director is the actor. Oh, he plays. <laughs> the director not... has become the actor. Well, he didn't direct it, but he is a director, obviously. No, I know. Yeah, he didn't direct it, but he's like the doctor in it, um, and it's not good. <laughs> um, so I'm almost done. I promise. But Aaron, my boyfriend, was like Ashley. You've never seen Repo, the genetic opera? Yeah, I already have questions and you concerns. You would love that movie. And comments. <laughs> and so I was like, oh, okay. He was like, it's it's like a really weird, dark, like exactly what it sounds like, rock opera. And I'm like, um, okay, cool. 
So we literally put it on and five minutes in, I was like, I can't do this. <laughs> yeah. Yep. I can't do this. Yep. <laughs> it's so bad. And not even yep. not even entertaining, just bad. Just like I could see what they were trying to do, but it just didn't work. And nobody could sing. They didn't they didn't even get people who could sing. That's what always blows my gourd about like <laughs> about, <laughs> my gourd has been blown. My gourd <laughs> has been fully blown because they always do that with with um with like bigger I get, I don't I don't know how big budget this was but like <clears throat> like bigger budget movies is they'll um they'll just get famous actors but they can't sing. Mm. So I, like one of the big bad guys it was somebody I've seen before couldn't tell you what his name was but he um straight up had like a whole solo and i was like this is excruciating like why don't like paris hilton is in it she is i don't know i just googled it <laughs> well uh what one of the first well, like, google turn i'll i'll have well to <laughs> pick it back up again <laughs> oh yeah you might have missed her but one of the first like Google questions was, is Repo the genetic opera bad? <laughs> yes. Uh, Anthony, Anthony Stewart head is in it. He's the repo man. He's a, he's an actual singer. No, he was fine. Okay. He was like the one fine person. I'm like, I'm like, Him- okay, you, you can make fun of repo, the genetic opera. You cannot make fun of Giles at, ever. <laughs> he was there. Yeah. No, he, I, he's fine it was just like he even he started singing like the song that he was singing and i'm like the song is bad like none of it is like catchy like this is a rock opera about like a pretty cool concept kind of like very dark very like you know but it just was not good i don't know i i gave it all of 10 minutes though and i shut it off so i can't believe i I didn't know I, i can't believe i didn't know that paris hilton was in it I didn't know that. Yeah. She's Amber. Cool. cool. Yeah. <laughs> Just so you know. Um, and then the last one I have on my list was uh Things Heard and Seen, which Stephanie, I know you've you've watched that. And I had the same reaction yeah. where it's like, eh. Yeah, I was like, it's fine. It's fine. Was it bad? Wasn't good. You can tell it was a book. It was you know that's a great way to put that yeah yeah but yeah it was fine not really anything (laughs) yeah i'm sure the book eh. i mean i don't know if the book is good but i'm sure some more some things made a little bit more sense but yeah yeah and i think like the the kind of quiet unraveling of things was probably more gripping in the book you know like yeah it wasn't as tense in the movie and so it was just mm-hmm. a little bit flat i think um but yeah that's what i had on my list um and now we're jumping into a game that steph i'm gonna just spring on stephanie she doesn't really know she doesn't know what this is um but i have it written on our little doc here is real or fake so i actually stole this idea 
from mm. a podcast that I listen to all the time called Your Kickstarter Sucks. And they do a game every once in a while called Real or Fake, where they um, one of the hosts will make up a list. They'll have a list of both real Kickstarters and fake Kickstarters that they've made up. And then the other person has to guess if it's real or if it's fake. And then um, if you get like... It's like a game they play over time. So like, you know, okay. someone's winning, someone's losing. So we can do this again at at a point, at a later point, and Stephanie can do this to me. But so what I did was I put together a little list of real or fake movies, and um, I made it a little bit more specific. So I want Stephanie to guess, is this just a terrible movie, terrible horror movie from the 80s? <laughs> or is it fake? <laughs> all right Um, i'm ready so of the real of the real ones i will say not one of them breaks 20 percent on rotten tomatoes so um perfect they're all pretty bad um okay are we ready you did choose an era i'm not nearly as familiar with yes and that was the point (laughs) god damn it well i'm gonna do only 2020 and beyond (laughs) when i do it yes okay all right let's do this so is it a terrible 80s movie or is it something oh i'm sorry i completely god i suck i suck at being a game show host okay so is it a terrible 80s movie or is it um i actually found a horror plot generator um twitter account that i stole plots from for the fake ones and then i created the title of the movie all right what's the name of the the Twitter. Okay. We're stealing no. a lot of things. No, no, no. no. I mean, we oh, just oh, need to oh, give oh, them oh. credit. Yeah, yeah. No, it's literally called Horror Plot Generator. Perfect. All right. So check them out. Uh, thank you, Horror Plot Generator, for all these plots. Okay. And Here your Kickstarter sucks. And your Kickstarter sucks, which, um, yes, they're way more famous than us and are very, they're very good. Check them out. Okay. So first movie is it real or is it fake? called frankenstein island a storm maroons four balloonists on an island ruled by a woman believed to be dr frankenstein's great granddaughter and let me know if you want me to read something again the specific detail of balloonists makes me want to say it's fake is that your final answer (laughs) yes (laughs) that is real that is a movie from 1981 got a whopping seven percent on rotten tomatoes i think it was the balloonist that probably brought it down and i brought it down 93 percent because the rest sounds pretty good (laughs) (laughs) yeah yeah it's pretty great um so frank that's frankenstein island for anyone wanting to watch that okay the second one, and we've got 10 of these, 10 total. Okay. Great. I so love, I'm going I'm I'm to mark down that you got that wrong in all caps. Oh, thanks. Wrong. <laughs> Great. Hopefully you heard that clacking. Um, all right. The second one we have, Demon Flight. An amusement park mogul wakes up mid-flight only to discover all the other passengers have been replaced with demons. Is it real or is it fake? real that is fake (laughs) 
God. <laughs> that thank you, horror plot generator. Um, I made up the the title, but they made up the plot. So that actually sounds interesting. Okay. All right. Hey, I'm not saying that none of these would make I mean, like honestly, there's some good yeah. there's some good ideas floating around on horror plot generator, I will say that. Yeah. <clears throat> okay. <laughs> Doing great. <laughs> Oh, God. Okay. Uh, Next up, we have Ready, Set, Go. A trapeze artist challenges a wraith to a game of Go. What is Go? Go is a uh, board game, I believe, from China. Let me look up Go the game. Go the game. Yes, it is a Chinese game. Um... It's very difficult. It's it's like a strategy game, basically. I suck at it. You've played it? <laughs> yeah, yeah, I've played it. <laughs> um fake. Is that your final answer? Yes. <laughs> yeah, you got it right. That is a fake one. Yes. That's a fake movie. So you got that right. Write that in all caps. Mark, no. And stuff it. (laughs) You stuff it. Okay. No, you stuff it. Okay, here we go. Number four. Stephanie's got only one right so far, folks. Okay, so we got hobgoblins. A group. (laughs) Real. Why you don't think I could come up with the name hobgoblins? Okay. A group no. Of- <laughs> you don't need to read the description. <laughs> yeah. Fi- all right, fine. If you're right, it's real. But I want to yes. read the description. Yeah. A group of okay. tiny lethal creatures ends up going on a terrifying rampage after escaping from a studio vault. That sounds familiar. So I, I feel like I've heard of it. Yeah. That got an 11% on Rotten Tomatoes and came out in 1988. Okay. All right, here we go. Love Bites. A virgin's girlfriend slowly transforms into a man-eating shark after one of their experiments goes horribly wrong. Um... This feels like a 50-50. Real? That is fake. Wrong. Uh, I'm going to write that here. All right, so you can still turn it around. You've got, we're halfway through. You just have to get the rest right. (laughs) And then I'll get a 10. (laughs) God, Jesus. All right, here we go. Uh, Oasis of the Zombies. Treasure hunters in North Africa meet unpleasant consequences when they disturb dead Nazis buried in the sand. Real. Correct. That is real. I I know it's real because anything having to do with Nazi zombies is absolutely already a movie. Because we <laughs> we love nothing more than Nazi zombies that we get to just like beat up and behead. It's true. That's a movie that came out in 1981. Um, Steph. Can you guess what the percentage on Rotten Tomatoes is? Two. Is it, is it over or under 10? 
under. Oh, you said two. Okay. It's five. Five percent. Do I get a bonus point? Can I get a half point? Uh, you get half you get a half point. Yes. All That's right. really gonna save me here. There we go. You got a one point <laughs> five on that one. Okay. <laughs> All right. The next one we have <laughs> log <laughs> log jam in the in the <laughs> in the catacombs <laughs> in the catacombs beneath Paris, a skeptical lumberjack falls in love with a. <laughs> presence oh god log jam <laughs> well that's it that's the whole plot okay yeah. uh i'm gonna say fake yeah. <laughs> a skeptical lumberjack <laughs> in the french catacombs <laughs> oh i can't breathe oh god <laughs> I was really proud of that title. I was like, I'm kind of giving it away with this, but. <laughs> oh, you came up with the title. <laughs> I came up with all the fake titles. Oh. And then Horror Plot Generator came up with the synopsis. Oh. So I, I just like made them up as I was picking yeah. up the ones that I wanted. Oh, Jesus. I was going to do Tunnel of Love, but then I was like, no. <laughs> It's the the thrown out first oh. draft of As Above, So Below. <laughs> as Above, So Below wishes. Wishes they came up with right. Log Jam. <clears throat> okay. <laughs> All right. We're turning it around. We're back. Okay. <laughs> oh, okay. Uh, the creature wasn't very nice. The, cr- the crew of the... Du- USS Vertigo encounters an alien life form during a stopover at a distant planet. I don't know. Real. <laughs> sure. That is real. That oh, came out God. in 1983. It's a horror comedy movie um, made by the same people who made Naked Gun. Oh, okay. Um, but apparently yeah, it was it awful. Now. It was awful. <laughs> <clears throat> Well, I also oh. get that. Oh, Jesus. Okay. All right. Last two. All right. Monster Dog. When singer Vince Raven returns to his hometown to shoot a music video, he and his crew are confronted by packs of bloodthirsty dogs. Uh, real. Yes, that is real. Oh. I am nailing you're slaying. it it took you a minute but you're you're in you're in the game now i'm on to you now <laughs> yeah uh that got uh that's our highest scoring one actually uh at 22 percent. so we actually did have one that went over 20 oops sorry okay so last one can she do it can she get more than 50 no. percent here no. we go <laughs> The space between. Um, during the full moon, every college dropout in Rome transforms into a portal to an alternate dimension. Oh, God. Oh, fake. Yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> Stephanie got it. Did I get a D? 
You did. Yeah. <laughs> Time to splice in some <laughs> graduation music. I don't know. All right. Yes. And you technic- ta- yeah, the you technically passed graduation music. Yeah. <laughs> We have to give you this diploma. Oh, Graduation God. music. Yep. So you got a six and a half. You got your half point, remember? So you got a whole 6.5 out of 10. Let me write that down. 6.5. <clears throat> All right. All right. There we go, folks. All she right, Hollywood. It. Get on All to right. the log jam. Yeah. <laughs> Want to see it in theaters. Coming oh, soon. Oh, God. Oh, that was, that was good. You did good. Good job. All right, enough shenanigans. <laughs> now it's time to get to the meat and potatoes why we're here. Mm. Now I'm just hungry. I'll say choke on my water. Um, <clears throat> okay. <laughs> I've been fixing grammar errors in the Google Doc <laughs> while you've been doing that. Nice. So. Just doing the, the Lord's work over there in the doc. Um all right, so like I said, we are doing uh, short horror films today. So we each picked out two, um, and we highly recommend all of these. They're all very good. So, Steph, you want to kick it off with your first one, and then I'll hop into mine? Sure. Uh, so my first one is from Bloody Cuts Films, uh, and it's called Don't Move. And just a bit of background, um, Bloody Cuts Films is a, it was like a series that was brought together in mid-2011 from English filmmakers Ben Franklin. I didn't read that before. (laughs) Ben Franklin, Anthony Melton, and Johnny Franklin um, to make this uh, like studio. And they wanted to present, or they wanted to make a series of 13 short horror films. Um, And they're the vision was to make it, you know, free, accessible, and obviously be like a high quality end product, which they absolutely are. I haven't watched all 13, but I've watched a few, obviously, including Don't Move, and they're all extremely good. Um, So Don't Move, um, the basic high level overview is that there are six friends gathered for like a dinner party or to hang out. And the movie opens right when they have accidentally summoned a very, you know, vicious demon from uh, them just playing with a, a Ouija board. And somewhere we see there's like a rule board and it says five must die, one must live or something. And there's obviously six of them. So uh, one of them has already been killed. And you see that uh, the demon is like roaming throughout the house and you you eventually gather that it can't see it, it can't see you if you don't move um, and it potentially can't hear you. I, I think that might be like questioned throughout the whole thing, um, but it definitely can't see you if you don't move. So they're all like frozen wherever they were. There's one in the kitchen, one in sort of like the hallway the star is sitting on the couch and there's a guy standing by her. Um, and I think that's it. I think that's everyone. And the one who's already dead is was sitting at the dining table. And then there is one off screen. Um, and they're just trying to figure out what to do because this thing is like trying to hunt them. 
and they eventually get picked off one by one. Um, and I, I think the the guy standing by the star, he gets like possessed or something like that by the demon. Um, and she basically like sacrifices him. She grabs him and puts him over her so that the demon will just take him. And then she thinks it's all over. And that's, I do get kind of confused about why she thinks it's all over because only four people have died. So she thinks she's like the mm. last person standing. So she's like trying to leave and go the door, you know, to leave. And then the off-screen friend, what we find out that he was like passed out on the floor or something. And it's like, oh shit. And then the demon comes and kills her. So that's basically the whole thing. Um, but it's it's really good. It's really well acted. The effects are awesome. Um, I believe, and don't quote me on this, but I believe the effects were done by Millennium FX. Um, the demon like design is really cool. It's very violent, you know, it's very bloody. Mm -hmm. it, it's just great. I liked it a lot. I was I was very impressed by it, and I highly recommend all of their other shorts. Yeah, so, it was really was good. Yeah, it was really good. Um, I don't know if you could see my face while I was watching it, but I was watching it while we were on camera together. Um, and <laughs> I like opened up, and I my face was just like, oh shit! Like it it gets right <laughs> into it. It's yeah. very um, like Stephanie said, very very bloody and um like you just kind of know immediately that it's a very ruthless <laughs> yeah short um and i really liked it as well i thought like the way that they had like stephanie said because it's it's like this game night where they accidentally summon a demon right from this from the ouija board and um people are kind of stuck around the room in their positions that they were in in the middle of game night. So somebody in the kitchen is like half pouring a glass of wine into a cup, but she can't move. So she's just standing there in the kitchen with this glass of wine. And mm -hmm. I thought that was really funny. And it's like, um, it's just like, I don't know. It, it, I, I like horror like that. That's like very intense and kind of ruthless, but also has like a comedic edge to it that makes it kind of, you know, I don't know. Mm -hmm. I just like that. I just like the the um, the environment. Well, I don't know what you say. The atmosphere of it. I I like that. It also it just like like you said. It starts right in the action. So there's no like build up. It's yeah. just you immediately have to figure out what's going on, and it's not really that complicated what's going on. Um, but it's also such a hopeless situation because it has to kill five people in order to like be banished or something and only one person can can live so it's just like this is a no-win situation for anyone except whoever the last lucky person is which ends up being the off-screen friend who was passed out so it's it's interesting when they're like are they going to screw each other over are they going to you know like sacrifice each other like what exactly are they going to do so you just come in in the middle of them trying to figure out what the hell to do so yeah, I, I really like that because like you said, it's like very intense right away. And it's like, oh, my God, the stakes are already super high. Yeah, right. <laughs> like, there's no buildup. It's just intense. Yeah. And I think like one of the most like the the tenser moments is, you know, after a few minutes after you kind of get a sense for what what's going on and like what the stakes are and what happened. Um they focus more on the relationship between these two people that are like standing and looking right at each other, 
these two friends. Um, and then you kind of get the sense that they were maybe together at one point and aren't anymore, but they're still friends. Um, and I had a question for you, Steph, because at one point the um, it's a woman and a man. The woman says, like, I have an idea. Mm-hmm. And then shortly thereafter he gets kind of taken over by the by this entity i guess um and then he's the one who presses the call button on his phone which makes the woman in the kitchen who's standing there with a glass of wine her phone go off so the demon hears her and goes in there and kills her for a second i thought she was the one pressing the button. So I was like, oh, like that's her idea like, yeah. was to screw over her friend. But then I realized it was actually the the man who did it. Is that right? What was yeah. her idea then? Like, that's my question. She, I don't know her idea. Like when she said she had an idea, she started like very, very slowly getting up from the couch. So I don't know if her idea was to like very slowly leave or something. Mm. I don't know. I don't really know what her idea is because we. I, I guess we also just never really got the chance to see what it was. Yeah, yeah. No, that could be. And but I like how they kind of baked that in that that relationship into it a little bit because it gives it more of like an emotional tie, right? Like mm-hmm. it starts off so ruthless, and then you kind of learn something a little bit about two of the characters. Um, and well, and then she uses two- him as a human shield. <laughs> Yeah. And two of the other characters, the lady in the kitchen and then the lady who's like, she's like kind of in the hallway coming into the living room, I think. Mm-hmm. Those two are sisters. So yeah. Yeah. like how emotional and painful it is for the the woman in the kitchen to listen to her sister die. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And she, she doesn't move. Like she doesn't break and try to save her and then also die. She just stands there because it doesn't matter what she would do. She would die anyway. Um and then she also ends up dying. But yeah, like the whole thing, like they all feel very real. They all feel like mm-hmm. friends. And the whole thing is just great. It's just super well acted and it feels very fleshed out. And when it ends, I'm not left feeling like, God damn it, you know? Yeah. <laughs> Which yeah. having like a, a cliffhanger is is fine. But sometimes I'm like, okay, can we just like finish one thing, please? And I feel like it was finished. <laughs> so I liked that. Yeah. Yeah. I liked it too. And like you said, it was it was fun because it's like you come in right in the middle of the action. It's almost like you come in at the climax and then then the story gets built as you're going through the, <laughs> you kind of get mm-hmm. the backstory as you're going. And then of course it ends on a big note also. Um, the last thing I'll say is that there was someone in the comments of the um, video that was like, I don't understand why when she's walking out the door and the guy, the friend who had passed out drunk on the floor wakes up and starts screaming why the demon comes after her and not him. And my thought was, I think it's because he wasn't one of the people who summoned the demon. Yeah. So he wasn't under the same contract as the rest of them, you know? Yeah. That was my thought. Yeah, I agree. And also, yeah. That could be why. I was That's assuming because she was moving the most, but he was moving because he didn't know not to move. So, yeah, I think so. Yeah, I think he definitely because he obviously he wouldn't have because he he wakes up not knowing what's going on. Yeah. So either he passed out because he got hit by something and that like knocked him out 
or he passed out because he was drunk. And I'm pretty sure the implication is that he passed out because he was drunk. Yeah. So mm-hmm. I don't think he's he had a, a hand in the, the summoning. So yeah, I think that's a good point. Yeah, that was just my read. But yeah, that was a good pick. I really liked that one. It's Don't Move, and you can find it on, um, well, we'll include a link to it in the description of the podcast, but um, you can find it on Alter, right? You can find it on Alter. That's how I found it. Um, I really recommend watching their, I think it's like a three-part series called The Outer World, or I'm sorry, not The Outer Worlds. That's a game that I like. The Outer <laughs> Darkness. <laughs> it's It's great. Um, and they, they've just made, I have to watch all 13, but it's like 13 unrelated, but like fantastic, uh, short horror. It's great. Yeah. So highly recommend bloody cuts. Yes. Very good. All right. So, uh, my first one on here is, um, a short called beneath the skin. Um, and it's by a, um, director and writer, Tracy Kleeman. She co-wrote it with Tanner Lyon and um, the synopsis of it is a mother and her child are um, the scene or like the, the short kind of opens on them just, you know, doing normal things, cooking, dinner, getting things prepared, daughters playing. Um, and they do a really good job in my mind of kind of building the tension in those opening scenes. The sound is like very heightened. Everything is, um, like what she's doing is normal, but there's something really off about it. And I think they did a really good job with that. The sound design. It, when it opened, like the first shot is the mom, she's like preparing like chicken or something. And she like the, she like plunges her hands underneath the skin of the chicken and is like doing something like it's not a gross thing to do, but when they, the way that they show it just looks so disgusting. And also it's like, beneath the skin (laughs) yeah um yeah but i think you saw me when i was watching it and i just made this like grossed out face i'm like oh please stop it's really (laughs) it's really like yeah it throws you off like it's it's um it really sets a good tone for the um for the whole the rest of the film so um so everything seems like very normal and happy right um but at one point you can see there's kind of like a shadowy figure on the other side of the kitchen window. And um, you can see the figure transform itself. Um, its silhouette becomes the mom. So, and you can tell that um, through this window. So um, that's your first clue, right? That something is something creepy is going on. So the mom asks the daughter to go outside and like clean up her toys and get ready for, for dinner. So she goes out and um, she discovers this figure standing towards the edge of the yard, looking away. And um, she's confused. You know, the daughter's confused and she's like, mom, mom, like what's going on. And as she gets closer, the figure kind of moves and um eventually is just pretty much standing like butt up against the fence, which is super creepy. But the part that really like shook me in this short was the creature um, starts mimicking the movements that it saw the mom doing when she was preparing dinner, but in like this very unnatural way, but like it's practicing. Um, Well, and very quickly too. Very quickly. It keeps like rotating, like, yeah. like, uh, Like pivoting. And then going back and back. Yeah. Like pivoting left and right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And 
I think it's, it's that, um, it's the, it's the, the image of something that doesn't quite understand like how humans work doing something that's actually a very mundane thing for a human to do, right? Like just mm-hmm. cutting, cutting up food and prepping dinner, but doing it in a way that's clear that it doesn't quite understand <laughs> what it is, yeah. is yeah. very unsettling. Like that, that moment made the whole, made the whole like film for me, like yeah. totally threw me off. And then they, um, they show, they like, the camera gets a little bit in front of the the creature where you can just see like one half of her face, but like mostly just its eyes. And then you can see the daughter in the background, like blurred out. Yeah. And she had the, um, the creature has like this, you know, unnatural like smile on its face and it, it like flicks its eyes back and it's just, it's so, ugh. It's that really creepy. Is, that's exactly what I meant in the last episode when we talked about the djinn. When I was like, okay, creature design, make it move kind of weird. And then my other suggestion yeah. was make it kind of yeah. tall. They didn't make it kind of tall, but they they made it move in, in an unnatural way. And that alone is so effective. And I I love seeing that. I love, like, it's... I think maybe they... they um, potentially like sped up what she was doing maybe that was like the only effect but she's like doing things like very precisely like she she's like mimicking like cutting like vegetables or something like that yeah. like preparing the chicken mm-hmm. she's doing it like very precisely but very very quickly and like almost like frantically and doing it like like that is like so effective mm-hmm. and it doesn't it doesn't really need any special effects you just have to be really good at those kind of tight sharp movements and i think they did a wonderful job with that that was like very creepy i loved it really good yeah no i i thought it was really good and then um the film the the film ends with the mother the real mother coming out to the yard to check in on her daughter and the creature has kind of taken the shape of her daughter at that point and so she's um the you know fake daughter is sitting there kind of mimicking things that it saw the daughter doing earlier on in the, in the film. So um, really good. Um, It kind of represents something that I love about short horror, which is that you don't really get any kind of explanation for what this thing is or like why it's there or why it Mm -hmm. cares, (laughs) you know? And um, that makes it even better because there's real no reason behind it. There's no, you don't get any peek behind the curtain. It's just, it just is. And for some reason, it's very interested in learning the movements of, um, of these two people. So I loved it. Uh, Beneath the skin, uh, like with all of these films, we'll be including links to them, but you can find it on YouTube. Um, It's got not very many views and it deserves more. So hell yeah. Get after it. I, when you were saying how it doesn't um, explain things that just, what am I trying to say? I feel like sometimes that's a really key element in what makes short horror super good. And Mm -hmm. I absolutely love like feature length horror movies, but I think that's one of the things that short horror has over feature length is that sometimes in a feature length movie, it's like, why is this taking so long? Why is it taking so long to, you know, kill this person? Or, like, why is this haunting so drawn out? 
and short horror it's not it just shows up and it, it gets you or or whatever you know it just ends it and it's like this seems not that this is something that happens or is possible but if it were to happen and were possible this seems much more realistic because it's like why would it draw it out why would it flip yeah. the lights on and off you know like why would it slam doors and then eventually two hours later get you like that doesn't does it just have all the time in the world like why does it care <laughs> yeah and in this right. it it's just very ruthless and i think that's something that short horror really has going for it that is a can potentially be a fault in because we all know the the big mistake of over explaining in feature length horror movies i mean also in short horror but more prominently in feature length yeah um uh cough lights out <laughs> oh god yeah god help me <laughs> <sighs> lights out the short is very good lights out yeah. the movie is not and that's such a unique example because it was such an effective short and such yeah. a bad feature length <laughs> i know they they had more room to explain and they went in not a great direction so i just they did not need to explain and it was just it should have just stayed a short to be honest yes well what when it was made into a feature length it just turned into like nothing unique you know, and it was just, there was nothing about it that was like, that felt interesting. And it was actively offensive. <laughs> that too. That so too. not, not only, and that's not, it, it not being unique and it just being bad would be one thing. But the reason why I hate it is because it's actively offensive toward people with mental illness. Yeah. And it's just, it's just bad. It's not good. It was not no. good. No. Um, but yes, I agree with you. I think, and that is one reason that we absolutely love short horrors because it's just so ruthless and, you know, cause it has to be in such a short period of time. Like you really have to get to the point and what makes it so scary really quickly. Um, and you don't have much room to do that. And I think that, you know, it makes for some incredible works of art, to be honest. So um, that's beneath the skin. Check that out. Um, Steph, what's next on your list? Oh, I have Goodbye by Tyler Russo. Oh, and I misspoke. Don't Move is not on Alter. It's just on the Bloody Cuts Films YouTube. Oh, okay. Okay. But Goodbye is on Alter. That's how mm -hmm. I found it. Because I just have scoured Alter for anything at all. Um, goodbye is really cool. It, it's... I'd say out of all of these, it's maybe the least horror, but it is scary. But yes, it's, it's not like a classic kind of horror. It's it's really cool because Tyler Russo was, I believe, he was an undergrad at uh, Cal Arts um, in wow. the experimental animation program, and he just made this. I think this was like his final thing before he graduated. And I'm like, are wow. you goddamn serious? <laughs> really oh i didn't know that that's amazing super talented guy like i'm excited to see everything that he does next because yeah it's the majority of it is um cgi uh like the the, mm -hmm. the scary things um there's only a little bit that's like actually you know like real footage and the cgi is so good and so lifelike it's it's incredible like i never would have get i was doing research on it and then found that out today like i never would have yeah guessed. i thought this was like anyway it doesn't matter it's very re it's very realistic very like hyper realistic yeah really good yeah 
Um, so it's about this, uh, this guy who we never see. It, you see things in the beginning from his point of view. He's driving on a, like a highway or something at night and he gets into a fatal car crash. Um, and after he, he dies, we, the footage kind of, it, it's like you go through his entire life's memories and it occasionally stops on certain memories. And it's not super clear why it stops on these. Cause they all seem kind of like random, but it's maybe moments that, you know, were the most memorable to him. Maybe they, they just meant a lot. Um, but it, it, a lot of it is like stopping on like he's like at a beach or or something like that or like this beautiful like meadow or something just like very like calm and peaceful moments right and then it, it eventually all like the when it goes through the the memories it's going like really quickly and all of the footage kind of congeals into just this like staticky like ball of light that's in this like terrifying looking tv and this is when the, the cgi starts so he ends up in this purgatory of sorts and he is he's stuck in this tv as just like this ball of light that has like a bunch of like tubes and wires coming out of it it's so awesome i love the aesthetic and he's confronted by this rotating like automaton thing that has a bunch of faces on it and all the faces all have different emotions and they all have slightly different voices, but it, it's very like robotic type of voices. Um, and I think the implication is that these were all once real people who have been like stuck in this thing. Yeah. It calls itself the interviewer and its purpose is to interview him. It's, it, it interviews people after they die, judges like things that they've done. And then it assigns a job to them. Mm -hmm. It's not clear the jobs of other people, like everyone else who has ever died. But the 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 faces that were once people, this was this is their job, and they have to do it for the rest of eternity. So it asks some very uncomfortable questions about his daughter who died by suicide, and he clearly blames himself for her death and it keeps asking him about it and he says he says that he doesn't want to answer like he doesn't want to talk about his daughter it then presses him on uh uh like a fellow soldier slash friend that he he fought with in i believe the cold war about someone who he claims would die for him um and I think they question whether or not that's true or something like that. They keep pressing him about really uncomfortable things. Um, and whenever he gets like very resistant to the questioning, it either turns off his like ability to talk through the TV or it administers like a shock to him. Um, so he kind of eventually answers and there's there's a really great point when he asks he's like i don't want to be here i want to go back i want to live and that they say that's not your decision and he says whose decision is it it looks up at this like scary like i almost got like a lion kind of feel from mm -hmm. it statue yeah this like terrifying statue that i think is above the tv it just looks up at that it like rotates its head up and looks and then it looks back down and says like that is a pointless question. Like it doesn't matter whose decision it is. Um, and 
the final judgment is eventually rendered by this face that's like split into two. It's like two faces, but it's um, partially like merged together. And it's mm-hmm. like a, a dual voice. And it says, it's it goes on like a monologue about how much it hates the man and how much it, it hates him for assuming that life just, life ends when all of your aspirations and dreams are fulfilled. It hates him because he reminds them of who they used to be. And it just goes on this this speech about how much it hates him about all of the things that he's assumed and how basically like none of this is fair mm. and he has to deal with it. And it says that all of the the people in this automaton, whatever the hell it is, they all died and they were all put here. So like he has to deal. And they were they were all assigned a job against their will and they're just stuck here. And a really great thing that it says, and I have a quote says, you will wait here until you no longer remember who you are, until you are no longer sane enough to distinguish minutes from seconds and those seconds from eternity. And then they will remove you. And then you will be me. And then they say, this is your job. And then it just ends. And it says goodbye. So he's just like stuck in whatever the hell kind of purgatory or afterlife this is. Like, it's not clear if he's going to be moving on to a different place at some point, but it's just, it's really unique. And the, the, I can't believe all of it is CG. Like, I can believe it because it's very, like, otherworldly mm-hmm. and very, like, impossible looking stuff, but it looks so real. It's such an interesting thing. They, like, show the, these, like, two parts where it's, like, all of these, like, clay, like, heads stacked on top of each other. And like this big, do you remember that? This like yeah. stadium looking like a thing? Wall. Yeah. Like a wall of these like clay or stone heads that look like the mass on the the rotating automaton thing. It's just it's a really cool take on like the afterlife and how how awful it is and how or if it's not a place that everyone goes to, then it's just a place that he's at and how awful that is. And it's just it's so like anxiety inducing because obviously none of us want to end up there if there is an afterlife and it's just it's really scary to me really it's, scary it's it was super good yeah um so yeah i yeah i loved this one like this one blew like blew me away i um it's yeah like stephanie said it's it's really not only is it terrifying but it's incredibly sad um incredibly heartbreaking and very cold like Mm -hmm. you die something that's arguably like the scariest thing that is going to happen to any of us right um and you're immediately thrust into this um situation where all of your worst the worst things that have happened to you are being like questioned by this you know mechanical thing that you come to realize was you know once a person at some point or inhabits or like a bunch of different people inhabit it however you want to interpret that and um just poking at you to try to figure out what your you know quote job is going to be for god knows like how long Mm -hmm. and it's such a it's like the worst worst case scenario basically yeah like about what the afterlife you know uh, would look like if there if there's one so it's yeah it's just very it's so good 
so good, but it like breaks, it breaks your heart into a million pieces. And it's just like, you feel scared. Mm-hmm. You're, you're mad. Like he is that he's even there and that he's being pushed on these things. Um, and it's just a, it's a very like dark and cold short and it's stunning and it's beautiful. Like everything mm-hmm. about it is beautiful. He did yeah. an amazing job and I can't believe he did that when he was in school. He was an undergraduate, like, man, step off. <laughs> right? Yeah. I don't appreciate this. Yeah. <laughs> Except I do. And yeah, and you know, it kind of, um, you're going to hate that I, I'm not trying to ruin it for you. But um, it had, like, when they when they showed the, the TV and just like the, sort of like the mechanical, um, I don't know how to describe it just this very like dark mechanical almost like uh what's that movie called is it tetsuo oh the iron man the iron man kind of reminded me of that a little bit and it also brought back memories of when i watched um what was that british horror movie that i i had on our christmas list of films that we covered what was that movie called it was like oh await further instructions um the very end it okay I'm, I'm not the movie not the movie okay no just the very enough. end <laughs> i agree it, yeah. it did give me the the tv and all of the things coming out of it yeah did look a lot like the end of await further instructions yeah just like I'll that give you vibe that one, await further instructions but only that <laughs> um but yeah that's just a stunning like beautiful beautiful short yeah it's very like gonna throw you into an existential crisis <laughs> yep yep that's classic me <laughs> pretty much <laughs> but i absolutely loved the the automaton and the atom i can't talk. automaton thank you automaton yeah and how it even the way that it moves like the way that it rotates around when the guy mm-hmm. who's passed away is like pressing it on things because mm-hmm. it's like the the person who has passed away has so many of so much of his humanity still there he's angry he's sad he's he's got regret he's very human mm-hmm. and then he's talking to this thing that has relinquished its humanity just to get by <laughs> but then yeah. because it's interacting with this person who's triggering it so much it like takes away his ability at one point to answer freely. So it's like, nope, you're no longer allowed to talk. Now you only get the option to say yes or no. So I'm going to keep asking you questions, but you can only say yes or no. And then at some point, his ability to talk freely comes back and he goes on this like rampage at this machine. And then the machine switches and that's when it's got like that double face and it's like i hate you i hate what you're making Mm -hmm. me think of and so you can see that this machine still has some kind of humanity left in it but it's just hatred but it's just hatred at that point right and it's it's like it has just been stuck in this place for so long that it's like it like it says at the end and it's like last um like it's last monologue that it has like this place basically strips you of who you were and mm-hmm. you're just left to do this for eternity. So it's really good. It's really it's sad. Very good. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Once again, classic me for just picking the saddest, but still good. 
thing. Oh, to watch. I loved it. Yeah, I yeah. absolutely loved it. I'm a I'm a sad, uh, sad girl at the end of the day. So I love all this stuff. <laughs> when I go to bed at night, I'm a sad girl. <laughs> I'm a sad little baby. So I love shit like this. Bring it on. Um, so uh, that same. is yeah. So that's goodbye by uh, Tyler Russo. Very very good. Loved yep. it. Loved it. Um, okay, so my last one that I have here is Every Night I See Them. Um, and this is by... And it, what's funny is I actually found Beneath the Skin, the, the first one I talked about, through mm-hmm. this one. They know each other, the two filmmakers. Oh. Um, so Ryan uh, Godoy, he directed and co-wrote it along with Cade Scott. So... Um, the summary kind of the synopsis of it is it opens much like don't move. It kind of opens right in the middle of something really violent where this man is sitting at a table in his kitchen and he is like piercing his arm with a pencil trying to stay awake. Um, and it's nighttime and he's like, you know, it's very violent and you, and he just keeps doing this awful thing to his arm And then um, suddenly it's the next day and his friend is in the house with him. It's daylight and it's, you know, you're starting to get a little bit more of a sense for um, what's going on because they start actually talking to each other and you find out that um, the star said that he noticed this entity the night that his partner Olivia passed away. But Olivia, his partner, didn't believe him, and um, he know and he found out that this thing gets closer to him. The um, when he sleeps, so he can't go to sleep because this entity keeps, you know, getting closer and closer. So um, in order to, you know, stave it off, he's just been staying awake for like four to five days. So it kind of gives you a clue that he's lost somebody really close to him recently. And um, ever since that point, this thing has been haunting him. So um, it could be said that that's a metaphor for grief, what have you. But um, so his friend is like, you're, you know, you need to go to sleep. Like he's trying to pressure him to, you know, you need to take a nap and doesn't believe him at all. And he's like, okay, all right, all right. I'll, I'll help you stay awake. So shortly after he says that the man falls asleep. And he's like, okay. Um, he kind of lets him be, but then you can start to hear things coming from down the hall. And so the tension starts building up and um, eventually the man is just, you know, staring at the spot where um, the sounds are coming from. And then he was like, Olivia. And then Olivia mm-hmm. is standing there in the doorway and they did a f- really good job with her makeup. I thought she was really scary. Um, yeah. The makeup is great throughout the whole thing. Yeah. And like the framing of the shots is really pretty too. Like I love, I don't know. It's, I mean, it's, it's, it's simple, but I love how, you know, they frame her in that doorway that's leading out to the darker part of the house. And the kitchen is like a very long kitchen. So um, the shots are always like peering from, you know, opposite sides of this kitchen. So I don't know. They just did a really good job with the framing of the shots too. I really like how they set that up. Mm -hmm. Um, So this ghost of Olivia appears and she points to 
the um, opposite side of the room. And so you can kind of see this figure, but he's not in focus standing behind the person that's sleeping. Right. And he's getting very close and the guy turns around. He's no longer there. And in the final moments of this short, um, I love the angle of this. They kind of like have the camera angle is pointing like up at him from below. Yeah. 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 And um, it kind of starts to pan around as he's slowly starting to turn around. And you can see that this figure is actually standing now right behind his friend. And um, I loved like, love the way they made him look. Yeah. I loved his makeup. This like, whatever it is, an entity, demon, whatever, um, is standing there just like with his mouth hanging open. And um, he's going to, I think he has the pencil in his hand, doesn't he? He's like going to stab him with the pencil. Yeah. So yeah, again, that's, that's it. And that's where it cuts. So you don't, again, get a ton of explanation as to what this thing is, but the fact that it coincides with Olivia's death I think gives you a bit of a clue for, for what it's supposed to be or what it's maybe, you know, feeding off of, mm-hmm. which is this man's grief. The, the, the dude demon or whatever he is, he looks a lot like um the, the same kind of like dude demon that was in the first, uh, oh my God, I almost said inception insidious. Do you yes. remember? Do you know what I'm talking yes. about? Yes. Oh, you're yeah. right. Yeah. No, the it does. That, like, that like paces outside of their house. He he looks a lot like him. I feel like maybe yeah. that was an inspiration, but yeah, he he does look really creepy. The whole having a, a, a when their mouth is open, like the ghost has their mouth open. It's like you know unnaturally long. Gets me every time. Yeah, I'm I'm easy. <laughs> Tall, unnatural movements. Yeah, long mouth. <laughs> Yeah, um, exactly. Me. Exactly. Yep. Um, yeah, I love that about it, too. Um, and they, they play with that element, I think, of him being really tall by with those camera angles at the end, too. Um, but I like how they don't ever show you his full face. I'm a sucker for things not being overshown, like over, you know, I don't know, overshown is the right word, but I don't like things that are overexplained in any movie, really, but especially horror movies. Um, and I like that you don't really get to see all of him. You just kind of get a, a flash of, of what this thing actually looks like. I thought that was really... I love seeing the whole monster because I want to see all the work that they put into. <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's true. You don't get a full I... view. And that, that doesn't apply to this because... When I about to say this, I'm not talking about this movie or short, but I hate when they just flash the goddamn. I'm like, show me what you worked on. Yeah. And then you'll see like a behind the scenes photo. I'm like, that's really creepy. Yeah. Show me that. I want to see it. That doesn't again, that doesn't apply because I think they showed enough to to satisfy the Stephanie. I don't know. Meter. Uh, yeah, <laughs> that's a thing. The, the Stephanie, Stephanie meter, meter of is this bullshit? <laughs> um, but that that's something that I kind of I I I only like agree like 20% of the time that whole like what's scarier than seeing the monster is not seeing it. And I'm like, "No. How about Yeah, no, fuck I like you. to see it. You know what's scarier than not seeing the monster? Seeing the monster." <laughs> yeah, no. I- yeah, I I think I, what I like. Oh, go ahead. 
I was just gonna say there are times when that's true, but it's that whole concept I feel like is just used in order to get out of showing it anything. And I'm like, show it to me. What yeah. did you think of? I love seeing that. I'm really creeped out by things that I can see. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You know? And I think it's, yeah, it, it's not something with like a hundred percent. This is always the right way to do it. And this is not like, I don't think yeah. if every single horror movie was like, we're just never going to show you anything, then I would be bored and it would be garbage. Mm -hmm. um, I think there's a time and a place, right? Mm -hmm. I think what was good about that final scene was just like, you didn't know what was about to happen. Like, was they he going to turn that. around and see it? Or was he, you know, like what was going to be yeah. the, the thing that was about to happen. And I think that's why they cut it where they did. Right. Cause he was either going to turn around and look right in its face or the thing was going to kill him or disappear or you don't really know. Yeah. And I think they showed just enough, especially since, you know, it's only like five minutes long or something like that. Mm -hmm. And they, they showed Olivia, they showed her, they showed her whole body. She was in focus. She looked really good. And I was, she that did. was good. Yeah. And and while the the guy thing, I don't think he was ever quite in focus, but he looked great. I don't like for a short, I think they showed enough. Yeah. Um, absolutely. Um, and the the camera work of the last shot was great. That was a great reveal. It was really good. It was really yeah. good. And that was that was one thing that people were commenting on the most. Like I um I actually stumbled upon him on Instagram first. The um, director, the director, yeah. And I think someone had, sh I think someone that we follow shared the short when he released it, and um, he he's he's a super nice guy. Like we when he released it, I I watched it immediately, and I was like, this is a really good um, short. So I like you know shared it and everything, and he was like, oh my gosh, thank you, and he was so you know excited that we that we oh. shared it and i just love you know i yeah. love chatting with people that make these movies too because you know i don't know i just love the well, horror community <laughs> and that's such a cool thing about short horror because a lot of the time it's from a smaller creator yeah and they're a lot more likely to see the viewers comments and like you know anything like that and i i know especially if you're because again not all short horror is necessarily like low budget because someone who has a lot of money can make a short but i think a lot of the time it is and like how nice it is to you know be a, a smaller creator like an indie filmmaker or maybe this is like mm -hmm. your first foray into making movies at all like you put all this work into it and then you actually get a really you know you, you get people reaching out to you to say like this was awesome. Yeah. When you're when you're smaller and you're maybe just starting out or you, you just work on a much smaller scale, having that kind of direct feedback and like interacting with the people who actually watch it and therefore they support your things is I think such a nice aspect of of short horror and just like indie filmmaking in general. Because, you know, uh as much as I, you know, uh, of all the things that I would say to James Wan if I ever saw him in person, he's <laughs> never going to hear my thoughts <laughs> on right, him. And, right. you know, that's probably totally. for the best. Um, but someone like Ryan Godoy, like, he could hear my thoughts on it. And 
I would only say good things. I would never tell anyone that I just don't like something because I don't think that's really that useful. Um, and I, that's such a great part because it's such a community, like you said. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, it's I love being able to actually talk to the person and just, or act, having like an actual chance at them seeing your comment and then it actually like helping them move forward and have the confidence to do bigger and better things. Yeah. That's great. You know, I love being a part of that. Yeah, no, that's what I love that too. And then, um, and then Cade Scott, his co-writer, um, started following us too. And we chatted a little bit and I told him they did a really great job. So it was just, it was an awesome little interaction after, after I watched it. But, um, something interesting about Brian and Cade is that they actually met, there's an app called Hooked, which Mm -hmm. I've seen ads for, but I've never actually use the app but it's a uh, short form fiction app that mainly well they started off doing like short short stories and a lot of short horror stories through like text messages oh i knew why i recognized that no 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 no. oh (laughs) you've never watched uh drew gooden have you I don't YouTube. think so. I don't think so. He made a, a couple videos on it. <laughs> the first one's titled, I paid for the hooked app and I and immediately regretted it. <laughs> oh. <laughs> but the things that he watched were like really weird and awful, like romantic mm. short things. I didn't yeah. even know they had a horror section. So I only got ads for the horror stuff. So I think they just knew that I was oh. their target audience. And so I would get these ads on YouTube mainly yeah, for Hooked. And it would be that. So I didn't know this, but they actually have like short films now too. Um, but they started off doing like the text message based stuff. And Cade did a lot of writing. So he would do the writing for this like text, um, the text message videos. And then Ryan actually did some of the first short horror films on hooked and they like commented on each other's stuff and they like liked each other's work. So they hooked up that way. And um, from there they got together and um, they talked about this idea. Ryan said that the idea was he gave Cade the prompt of, I want it to be dialogue driven. I want it to be in a kitchen and um and i forget what the third thing was <laughs> and i want it to be called every night i see them yeah it was like <laughs> i want it to be like between two it was like two people in a kitchen dialogue driven i think was the um the prompt that he gave Cade. so Cade went off and wrote something and um and then one of their friends, I guess, he said, ripped it up. I watched the behind the scenes of it. So he was talking about Ryan was talking about this and their friend, like, he said she she just ripped the script <laughs> up and said, like, if you want it to be dialogue driven, every line has to push the story forward somehow. This is too, like, literary. And it doesn't make any sense. Like, that's not how people talk. And it's not how, um, like, there's this big monologue at the end that doesn't make any sense. And you need to just basically start over. <laughs> Mm-hmm. so Cade said he actually took he was like all right I need to take like my literary degree glasses off and I need to actually go back to what I learned at Hooked mm-hmm. which is how to write how people talk 
Um, and that's when they came up with the script for this, but they went through like 17 different iterations and they were set to film on March 10th, 2020. But then, um, (laughs) (laughs) yeah. And then we all know. (laughs) Um, so they pushed it back. Um, he said that they just kind of went off and put it on pause and just forgot about it for a little while. And then they came back in July and, um, it was like everyone got tested everyone like it was very like you know they did it safely but they had this apartment so like someone's apartment that had a great kitchen mm-hmm. for what they were thinking and so um they chose the set based off based off the kitchen itself and um yeah and then the rest was history so they filmed it um in august of 2020 so it's a pretty new one but yeah Ryan said, I guess most of his other stuff has been pretty dialogue free. So this is kind of a stretch for him. But I think they did a really good job. Yeah. I think going from, you know, pretty dialogue free to to this, there was a pretty good transition because it I think it does feel like, you know, pretty real conversations. And yeah. I know that's definitely I mean, again, I'm not I'm not a writer or anything, but writing something that sounds like an actual conversation that's both something that people would say and is also just like natural at all. That's got to be really difficult. Yeah. I feel like it might be a little bit easier in a book. I don't know. I'm not a write. I don't write things. I don't it's know how to weirdly, read. It's weirdly hard. Like I, I wrote, um, so I got my, my degree in my, my graduate degree in creative writing and I wrote, a whole short story that was all dialogue with nothing else just as an experiment to see if I could do it. Um, and it's really hard. Like you forget how people talk. <laughs> yeah. Like it's really weird and it's a completely different style of writing. Um, so it's, it's absolutely like something that you get better with as you practice, but it's really hard to do at first when you're in that short story mindset of mm-hmm. writing something that's very like prose like and then you switch over to dialogue and it's it's just completely different style so um yeah and and this is like all dialogue um mm-hmm. and completely dialogue driven so i think they did a really good job I'm, I'm glad that the person stepped i don't know what it was like before but um i think that each line does advance the plot so whatever notes that she gave them worked <laughs> mm-hmm in my opinion. So yeah. yeah, it was great. I liked that one. Good job, I, I, Ryan and Cade. <laughs> Good job. <laughs> I, I told you this before we started, but wh- I remember when I first watched it, because I think you told me about mm-hmm. it some other time. I didn't like it the first time, and I have no idea what my problem was, because I watched it right before we started, as you know, and I was like, I don't know, it's probably being a big old bitch that day (laughs) that's so weird because you're never a bitch no i'm kidding i'm never a big bitch yeah (laughs) it's okay it's all right (laughs) we can all be wrong yeah um but yeah that was it that was our four our four shorts for episode 13 and this last week was friday the 13th did you mean that we're recording this on Friday the 13th? Oh, yeah. Because we absolutely thought about that ahead. Rec- and I didn't I didn't think about it 
um, for sure. Like when people at work were like, oh, my God, Friday the 13th. Happy Friday, everyone. Yeah. Good luck. And I was Happy like, Friday absolutely. Absolutely. I thought about this. Yes. I, too, am scared <laughs> Friday the 13th. <laughs> Ah, uh, yep, and we didn't do anything special for it, but that's okay. Actually, we did. We did. Um, this is our coming back episode. That was what we were planning. It was a big return on our thirteenth episode. So you're welcome. Do you have any? Do you have any um, runner-ups to for this episode in terms of other short horrors that didn't quite make the oh, cut? Oh, that's a good question. I have a I have a lot of other ones that I just I, for some reason these two were like in my head. I already knew that I was going to pick these two, so I don't have no, not any off the top. Do you have any runner ups? I do. Oh, um, nice. <laughs> the one that I have that isn't it also isn't like scary, but it is. It is funny, but it's uh-huh. also like. It's just like weird. Is next floor by Screamfest? Oh, yeah. Wait, is it's that very much like? I don't know. Is it French? Is that the one? I think. Um, I think God I have that on one of our lists. I, if I'm thinking, if it's the same one, go Are ahead. They're like falling through the floor. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That it's was on- French. Well, I think so. Hold on. Let me look. Ugh. Next Well, floor. I take it back. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I had that on one of our lists on our website. Um, it was in my first list of like short horror that I recommended. Yeah. Next Floor by All right, Dennis so that's... Vill- Villeneuve. Well, scratch that. Uh, the next two are like... <laughs> I love that one. I think it's really good. It's great. Yeah. It's great, but also cursed now. The next True. two are like super like I like I I get it if you don't like them cuz they're they're pretty they're a little goof. They're yeah. very like, you know, amateur, but there's just something about them that I like. So the n- next one is She Knows by Spencer Keller, which is I okay. think I think it's it's good. And then the the other one is Smiling Woman. Which is Ooh. definitely a little bit dumb, but I like it. Yeah. And apparently it's like a trilogy or something. So, and I haven't watched the others. Oh, but. interesting. Okay. I'll have to those check are those out. Little runner ups. Um, I actually do oh. have a runner up saved here that I'll hold oh, on. Ahead. Smiling Woman, I forgot to give credit, is by ACM Official. ACM and we will link Official. Those in the description. Okay. So I actually do have a runner up. I, I was looking at my saved videos. Um, so we can dive into this in the next one. Uh, it's called guest. I don't know. It's a, it's actually a very popular one. Um, it has like 3.3 million views on, on YouTube. Hold on. I didn't prepare for this at all. So I don't know who made it. Um, oh, I always see that around and I never watch it. Cause it looks a little goof. But I'll watch it. It's slightly goof. It definitely doesn't take itself like super seriously, but um, but it's it's creepy. Like the the monster itself is creepy. Yeah. 
but I, mean, I sure can't look at it for a long time. I know so. it's it's like Stephanie's biggest fear um, <laughs> come true. So I think that's why I like never brought it up. Oh, <laughs> because I was like, no, this is like Stephanie's worst, like literal worst nightmare. Um, just to give you, yeah, to tell you all what we're talking about. Stephanie's like one of her worst nightmares since she was little is like a thing with big eyes staring at you. It's. Well, big eyes terrify me, but also just the idea of something staring at me. Yeah. And I don't, it's for no apparent reason. That is scary. Remember when I moved all yeah. of my Barbies out into the hallway and I had to take down a poster of two lions? You know? Yeah. You, yeah, you also had like a cat um, calendar in your room that we had to take down at yeah. one point. Because the kittens were like, staring. Yeah. I was a traumatized child <laughs> for some reason. Hey, yeah, kids are scared of <laughs> of all kinds of shit. But yeah, no, this the the preview image of this one. I was like, oh god, um, that's not a good one for stuff. So, anyways, guest, I'll find out who it's by. I did no research on this before we started talking about <laughs> it, but um, I'll link it in the description, and then we can talk about it more in a future yeah. episode. <laughs> Um, but it's on a YouTube channel, um, which I'm going to guess is the creator of it. Finn Callen, F-I-N-N-C-A-L-L-A-N. Sure. Sure. And if he doesn't deserve, he, she doesn't deserve the credit, then um, I'll fix that in the description. <laughs> doesn't deserve the credit. <laughs> um, all right. That's it. Thanks all for coming down. We're super happy to be back. We're going to keep posting regular. We're going to plan some special stuff for when we're in back. When we're in back. Yeah. When we're Uh, in back. All right. When we're in the back. When we we are together, we're planning something special. We don't know what it is yet. I mean, you don't know what it is yet. We We also don't know what it is yet. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. No one knows what it is yet. That's the Pretty most planned. important thing. Yeah, but we're going to do something. <laughs> All right. Thanks, everybody. Have a great rest of your week. And uh, yeah, stay spooky. Bye. Bye. <laughs>